Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 116 of the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast. Today, I'm here with Layla Rishavi. Layla lives in Fort Dodge, Iowa, where she is a correctional counselor for the Iowa Department of Corrections. Welcome, Layla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And here we are, June 15th. Yes. The day before the launch of Fast Feast Repeat. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're recording several months ahead, but yep, tomorrow is the big day. And I am like running around crazy all day today, but huh, I can't wait. Oh, I don't even know how you're sitting in your seat. I don't. 
I barely am. Oh, good. It's not right. even my book. Well, I'm just so excited, but thank you. Did I get your last name right? Did I say it okay? Yep, Rishavi. All right, Rishavi. Layla Rishavi. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. And yes, tomorrow is a very big day. But by the time October rolls around, we'll just be like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be old hat. We'll all have all the information in our brains and moving forward. Well, I, I can't wait for you to get it. What version are you getting? Which, which, what, how did you order it? I ordered on Amazon and the I paperback. Yes, and I keep seeing everybody posting today. Theirs is actually coming early and coming tomorrow. Mine's due to come Thursday, and so I'm jealous. Oh. So I might actually get it on Audible just so I can participate with everybody because everybody's so excited, and Lori launched her big live this morning. Right, she did. She did, and that made me tear up. The moderators are hosting a launch party, and they did all the planning of it without me. I'm watching them and crying. <laughs> oh, I bet. I don't even know how you're in your seat right now. I know. It feels crazy. But, you know, I've been waiting to just wake up and have it be here. So, anyway, it's thrilling to have this this happening. And, of course, tomorrow is the day it officially is on sale. They wouldn't even let me have a copy. I went to my local Barnes & Noble. They had one in the back. And I was like, well, can I see it? They're like, no. We yeah. cannot bring it out of the back. <laughs> I read your post, and they were not impressed. You were the author. I'm like, well, I'm the author. And they're like, yeah, okay, June 16th. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Anyway, so I hope they sell a million bazillion of them. And then they're like, oh, she was here. We didn't let her see it. Anyway. We didn't even care. Funny story. So, Layla, so glad to talk to you today. And, you know, I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? Well, the very first time I ever heard about fasting was April 4th of 2019, and it was a dear friend of mine, Kelly Lowe. I, she's my hairdresser, but I've known her since she was in elementary school, and she has such a calm spirit. And I was going in for an appointment. She works at this salon and spa called Studio 7 in Ames, and it's really hard to get in there. So you have your appointment a couple months before, and I woke up, and I didn't want to go to the appointment. I was the heaviest I had ever been. I am somebody who's lost weight, lost over 100 pounds twice before. And so here I was. I'm guessing I was pushing 273, 4, 5, somewhere around there. I was depressed. I had trouble getting in and out of the bathtub. I was inflamed. My feet hit the floor that morning and I limped and almost fell because I had plantar fasciitis so bad in my feet. And I just thought, I don't want to go to this appointment, but I knew I needed to. I wanted to get my hair cut. So I went and I showed up to the appointment. I was super quiet. And, you know, we talked about our kids and stuff. And then inevitably the conversation kind of took the turn of my weight. And, you know, she's been somebody who's been in my life since I was young. So she's seen me lose and gain. And she's seen me get really excited about weight loss and I used to be a fitness instructor for a while. She was used to come to my classes. And so here I was, just the biggest I'd ever been. And she gently started telling me during the appointment about something she'd heard about. And by the time I left the appointment, I was kind of excited. I got in the car. It's a 45-minute drive from that appointment to my home. And I queued up the podcast. I actually searched it, searched for intermittent fasting podcasts. And yours came up. And I started listening to episode one. And I was hooked. Awesome. It was the stories you were listening to intermittent fasting stories? No, it was... Oh, the one with Melanie. Yeah. The intermittent fasting podcast. Awesome. Yep. So I queued that up and I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to start this the following Monday because this was a Friday. And then I thought, no, I start everything on a Monday. 
so I'm listened all through Saturday and that night when I finished my meal, I hit start fast and I have been on the train ever since. I love it. So you started on a Sunday, not a Monday. Yep. And it was well, April 6th. That's the day you started. Yes. I was talking to Kelly last night, you know, about coming on because I was super nervous and excited. And, you know, she said, you know, I'll never forget that day because I couldn't see her spark. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you found it. And that was true. I was done. If me losing weight meant that I was going to have to count or track right. another macro or another calorie, I was finished. I had resigned myself that I was going to eat what I wanted, when I wanted, and get as fat as I had to and, until I died. And yeah. I, I know that feeling because I was in that same place, which was what got me to 210 because I was yeah. tired of fighting it so long. And I, I put the scale away. This is, you know, back in 2013, 2014, really 2012 to 2014 were my struggle years. But I was like, I'm just going to be the big one. I'm just going to be big. Yep. I'm, I was obese. And, you know, I bought stretchier clothes and, and said, I'm just done. I'm done. I mean, I would like post on Facebook, I'm done dieting forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then here we are. Well, and when I started fasting, you know, initially I was really, really nervous to even mention it on right. Facebook because these are people who've watched me, you know, lose and gain weight constantly. And I'm sure, you know, I just thought, well, if I post it, they're just going to be, oh, here she comes again with her, her next big fad she's going to do. Mm -hmm. And we all have to hear about it constantly. So I kept it quiet for a while. I don't now, but back then I did. I was quiet. Well, yeah, I, I get that because... You, it feels, first of all, especially, you know, you started in 19, 2019, it was not as mainstream. People hadn't no. all heard about it. And so people were like, yeah, that's just crazy. And so you don't want to tell everybody you're doing this crazy thing. Now it's more and more mainstream. So hopefully people are, are less nervous about mentioning it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I mean, I think, too, back then, you know, I didn't have all the information. And so I, if I did mention it, somebody would be, oh, you're starving yourself. Right. And then I, I didn't have anything to say back because I didn't understand the science. I mean, since I've been doing this almost 15 months, I have a plethora of information at my fingertips now, and I will clap right back That's at them. But, but back then, I was nervous about it. I didn't really know what to say. So, mm -hmm. You mentioned that you had lost over 100 pounds two times before. What were the, the two ways that you, that you did that? Well, the first time, I went to Weight Watchers, and actually... I don't regret my time in Weight Watchers. I was counting my points and all right. that, but it was actually my first introduction into, you know, really trying to get whole food into my diet. I mean, it was a good foundation for me. And then I'd started going to the gym for the first time. What made me gain all that back was I, I got a divorce and I have three sons. At the time, my sons were little and my youngest son has a brain injury. And so oftentimes my health would take a back seat because... I'd be, you know, taking care of him. The second time, it was through severe calorie restriction and brutal workouts. During the second time, I was a fitness instructor. And so I could work out four to five hours a day during the summertime, especially. As soon as I stopped doing that, though, the weight just poured back on. Yeah. During when I was a fitness instructor, I was also going to college for my undergrad full time as a single mom. And so I was super active. And then what happened was I got the, my job in the Department of Corrections and I became a correctional officer. Well, I mean, when you're a correctional officer and you're just starting out, you go second shift. My workout times weren't working for me anymore. 
and all of the other ladies that I had started with as a CO, you know, they were like, oh, we're losing all this weight because they're walking around the yard. And meanwhile, I am ballooning because um, now I went from working out all the time to just walking. And it's not sustainable. That working out that you were doing isn't sustainable for anyone unless you literally are a fitness professional and that's all you do all day. Right. But even yep. so, you're, you know, it's, it, it doesn't feel like it's something you could do you know, when you're 80 or you, I mean, maybe you could. Well, it's like anything. Your body gets used to it. Yep. And so when I reduced my activity and I started working second shift and the stress came on, that was it. You know, and then second shift is, what is that? From what time to what time? Like two to 10. Okay. Okay. And it just gets your body out of whack because your sleeping schedule gets thrown off. Third shift is the one that's like the middle of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never been a shift worker. It shows. You could tell. But since school teaching is always during the, the same period of the day. But yeah, when you start getting out of whack with your sleep, that really can affect weight. Oh, yeah. And while well, my normal workout time wasn't working anymore, right. I'd work out from 4 to 6 in the morning usually. And nope, that's not working when you're getting home at 11 p.m. Right. And then you were not awake yet at that early morning time. No. And so your activity went down. So, yeah, I was just curious. So you, when you started intermittent fasting in April of 2019, how was it when you adjusted? How was that adjustment period for you? Jen, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you guys heard me like stumble through like a bull in, in a china shop through that door but man i slept it off i'm i'm serious like the night that i started fasting i hit fast and just begged myself to make it to 16 hours you know i would rely heavily on the group i adjusted to 16 8 okay it took probably two weeks then i moved to 18 6 or 17 7 did that for about a month then moved to 19 5 then 24 and I would say I spent the bulk of my time in 24. Mm -hmm. I do like that schedule. I like to be able to have the small snack and then a meal. And if I ever get to maintenance, I'm sure that I will probably go back there. I did start to plateau a, a tiny bit at about 50 pounds when I was okay. doing 24. So I moved to 21.3 and then and 22.2. And I was still plateauing and man, it took Roxy Moreno and the Mealless Monday to get me to finally consistently do alternate day fasting. I had been at a plateau probably six months, and I knew what I needed to do, so I tried a longer fast twice. The first time was 36, the second time was 42, and my mindset was terrible. Right. And I did make it, but I'd refused to do the 500-calorie meal, so I was literally white knuckle you did the full fast option yeah yeah oh man finally though i was on one night and i was reading a post and it was jimmy detman was talking about alternate day fasting too and i thought i'll just ask some questions and him and roxy swooped in and kind of took me under my wing and answered all my questions and i was like all right i'm gonna do this i love it yep now i've been on four three with OMAD on Sunday for, I'm starting my fifth week. And since I started alternate day fasting, I've lost another eight pounds. Love it. See, people are scared of it because it sounds, 
it's so nice to eat every day, right? You know, yes. we're recording this on Monday now, so you're going through Millless Monday. And that was something Roxy, Roxy Marina, shout out to her. She is fantastic. She's one of the group moderators. And I mean, I don't know if she shared this in the group, but she shared it behind the scenes with us. What really inspired her to really give alternate day fasting or the up and down day approach a try was when she got her copy of the advanced copy of Fast Feeds Repeat. Okay. Read it. I think I did a much better job explaining it or why we would want to do it in the new book versus in Delay, Don't Deny. I admit that was not my best chapter of Delay, Don't Deny. So I think people think it's going to be hard and scary, and it might be hard and scary Mm -hmm. when you first start. And I think it's okay that it's not really a focus in Delay, Don't Deny. I mean, Delay, Don't Deny, it saved my life, and it was a it was really like reading a conversation, you know, having a conversation with a friend and it needed to be simple like that. I'm excited about the new book because I'm ready to hear it. Yeah. I'm ready to hear all the new science, but yeah, just having the support too of the group when you try something new is so imperative, at least for me it is. I've relied heavily on the group. I can still remember my first post, my first face-to-face Friday, and it was, I had lost 13 pounds in 13 days. Wow. And You know, I know, and we all knew it was water weight, but I can tell you right before I had that hair appointment, when I was just at my lowest point, I tried like two weeks before that to jump back on the calorie restriction train. And I had weighed in the morning of that appointment and I was up four pounds. So even if it was water weight, seeing that weight fall off was so amazing and I needed it so much. So, well, and even, you know, if you're retaining a lot of water, Losing 13, go pick up 13 pounds of anything. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel better. So I I think if you lose 13 pounds of water weight and inflammation, that's phenomenal because you feel it immediately. And it makes you just feel so much better. But yeah, Roxy started the idea of the mealless Monday to try to get people to feel inspired to do it. Like it wasn't something that was so scary you couldn't do it. So you're doing a 4-3 approach. So you'll have... You're doing a full fast now, 36 to 42 hours? Yeah, I go 42. Okay. I struggled with that at first because I got so used to 23-1 and OMAD that I was eating this big meal. And so the first couple of weeks was so ridiculous because of 4-3 because suddenly now you have to extend this eating window back out to six to eight hours. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I actually, this week, because of the new book, because of Fast Feast Repeat and all the the buzz around it and the Mealless Monday and everyone's excited, I was like, I should do Mealless Monday this week with everybody. And then I started thinking, well, tomorrow is the book launch, but I have my Mm. third appointment at 10. So when am I going to eat two meals? Then I have to record a a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to eat two meals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's hard. Yeah, that really is. It sounds crazy to say the biggest struggle with the up and down day approach is the up day, the yes, refeed all day. the food. Yeah, because people will say, I just can't get two meals in a six hour window. And then I always say, well, then have a longer window. And they're like, oh, what? No. And I'm like, well, have an eight hour window. They're like, well, I still can't. I'm like, well, have a 12 hour window if you mm-hmm. have to, if whatever it takes for you to be hungry again. Yep. Well, one thing for me is I love eating in the morning. So I still frame my 42-hour fast so that my window will open at 9 a.m. So 9 a.m. Tuesday. Actually, I did it a little early, so it would actually be 8 a.m. tomorrow. But I do like to eat in the morning. So, But your normal one meal a day was not the morning. 
It was. Oh, so you're a morning one meal a day or? Yes. Here's the thing. You know, I'm a correctional counselor now, right. and so you sit. And so I kind of trained myself like Pavlov's dog. Literally, I would type a case plan, have a snack, meet with a guy, have a snack. So there's something mental there about not about going all day at work without eating. So I prefer to have a morning window. When I was doing one meal a day, I would say the 24 schedule, I would open by nine or nine or 10. And I would be always finished eating by one. Okay. And then you're just done for the day and, and you don't get that afternoon lull or feel draggy or no. And I used to have pretty bad acid reflux. So I find it better for me to just go to bed without eating. That makes sense. I've heard that mm -hmm. before from other people, but okay. So, so tomorrow morning you'll wake up and you'll have your breakfast at eight yes. and have your longer window and yep. And I'll probably still be done by two thirty, three o'clock. Okay. So with, with the four, three, with the one meal a day approach on the seventh day, so it's, it's down day or full fast, then up day, down day, up day, down day, up day, one meal a day. Yes. So Sundays I do OMAD. I'm pretty intentional about that meal though, because mm -hmm. I've made the mistake for me, high carb and sugar doesn't really work very well if I do that on an OMAD right before a down day. So okay. I, I actually found I had open face tuna sandwich with avocado on top. And that really, it was satiating and kept me through that next down day all the way to Tuesday without really much problem. So I tend to do that on OMAD. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face -face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Okay. Tuna tuna sandwich with some avocado. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's not all I've all I eat. I'll open with vegetables and yeah. stuff, but yeah. 
that amount of protein. Yeah, Melanie Avalon was talking on the Intermittent Fasting podcast about some research that she's been paying attention to about protein. Like, if we don't have enough protein, we're not going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. That I think that's important. The, the same is true for me, as long as I get enough protein. But I do great with a lot of carbs. So, Well, and I mean, I love sugar. So I have to be really careful about that just because, I mean, I think Jimmy Detman and I in the group have, basically we have a challenge to see who can get a, more peanut butter on their ice cream sundae. <laughs> so <laughs> I really have to watch that, Yeah, that part, but yeah. Well, peanut butter is delicious. That is. <laughs> all, yeah. All in good fun. Yeah. All in good fun. Well, he's great. Well, I, I love to hear how the other members of the group are encouraging you. And, you know, our group is so large now that sometimes I worry that we're missing the connection. But the fact that we're still getting the connection with, you know, 270,000 members, who knows how many we'll have by October when this comes out. But, oh, true. you know, all the people that take the time to encourage one another. Oh, yeah. The groups are amazing. And I mean, I love to listen to intermittent fasting stories podcast on my walks. So what I do is one thing that made the up days or the down days, I'm sorry, really a lot easier was I created a list of things that I only allow myself to do when it's my fasting day. Ah. And that might be opening up one of Kim Smith's journals and working in one of those. I only allow myself to read. I only allow myself to listen to the podcast during my walks. So I have this list of fun, delightful things that I only get to do on my fasting days. And that really helps. I think that's a great idea. Because instead of dreading it, like, oh, I've got to do a fasting day, you're like, yay, it's a down day. And I can do these things. I think that's a really good idea makes it special. Yes, every time I look forward to it because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a new story out. I'm going for my walk. And the stories, the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast, I've really loved it because I've connected with something through each person. And actually, like a few weeks ago, I was listening to Amico's. And the right, first, she's great. Oh, one of the first things she said was, peace out about the black coffee. And I just, <laughs> I cackled because that was me. Like, I was gung-ho about it till I heard that we couldn't have cream and Splenda. And I was yeah. like, oh, uh-uh. But I actually transitioned to black coffee fine. Good. Good. That is, you know, if I had a dollar for every person that said. <laughs> oh, you'd be rich. So rich. So rich. But that really, it, it's funny how coffee is just such a thing. Like someone posted a very, very sad post recently and they're like, the only thing I love about my morning is my coffee with my creamer and it's such a ritual. And now I, and I'm like, you will make a new ritual. It, yes. It's the time to have a ritual with your black coffee. I think it took about two weeks. And I remember you saying, I mean, I still did it black all the way. Right. The only experience I have with fasting is your way, which I feel very lucky about, but but honestly, I think it was two weeks till I transitioned. And I remember hearing your story about, you know, you opening your window one time in the morning and thinking, I'm going to have some cream. And I did the same thing. I poured it out, too. It wasn't good. It was no, just it's terrible. Yeah. The Splenda tasted like chemicals. Mm-hmm. It was just terrible. Yeah. And the first time I had that Starbucks pumpkin spice latte in my window, and I was like, what's wrong with this? It tastes like rat poison. I'm sorry, yes. Starbucks, but... <laughs> Well, and I go to Starbucks and drink the black coffee, and it's fine. I like it. It does not taste like rat poison. Well, the amount of sweetness. I have gone to Starbucks several times and ended up pouring it down the sink, too, but it was more just how sweet it is. I yeah. can't. 
Yeah, there was this one. It was last summer. I was at the beach with my son Cal. We were actually engagement ring shopping. I remember that that day, and we went out to brunch before then. And there was this some cloud something or other Starbucks had, and I'd been watching people drink it on, in my Saturday morning coffee group. And I'm like, I'm gonna get that cloud thing that looks so delicious because my window is open. Was it the unicorn thing that no, they had? It wasn't a unicorn thing, but it was some kind of a cloud macchiato or something. I have no idea, but it looked so delicious and amazing. And I like romanced it in my brain of how good it was going to be. And I, I threw it away. Yeah. I'm like, darn it. Why can't it be as good as it is in my mind, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but definitely not. You know, fasting has gotten me through a lot of emotional times too. I, I became an empty nester this year. Oh. And so I remember, you know, posting about that and just thinking about how many times throughout this last 14 months that I would have went off the rails had it not been for finding my spark, doing this every day and being, you know, grateful and really just relying on it to get me through. Yeah, that empty nest is different. How old are your kids? They are 23, 21, and 20. Okay. We're in the very same boat. Mine are 20 and 22. So they're 18 months apart. So yours are really close together. Yeah, they were about 18 months apart. Did you say they're all well. boys? All boys. All yep. boys. I get it. That's, that's a, <laughs> you have your house back and your bathroom's back, right? Yeah. Nobody's there messing up your bathroom. It's like only boy children can do. Yes, true. Well, actually, my man, Panyon. Uh, oh, I love that. <laughs> a lot of people might recognize me as the man, Panyon girl. Love it. I call him that because we've been together 12 and a half years. Okay. And we, we just moved in with each other for the first time in October. So there's been a lot okay. of change. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope he's clean in the bathroom. That's what I'm oh, yeah. wishing for you. I've got a very neat husband, which is why it shocked me to have boys of my own. And one was very neat and then one was not. <laughs> You're going to have to have a wife train you one day, son, because mm -hmm. I just can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My house was, I felt like it was a complete disaster while my kids were there. I have one that's the human tornado. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that one is actually here right now while we're recording the podcast. I went right before we started. I went in the kitchen. He's like eating something I was going to have for dinner. I'm like, stop eating that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go to your house. Stop <laughs> eating and leave. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't live here now. But the empty nest really is a different, a different kind of thing. But it's emotional, though, still, right? Oh, yeah. There were times where I was bumbling around in my big old house before we moved in together with just my cat. Yeah. And... I was devastated. I mean, my whole life was raising my boys. And, and so I would call them a little bit too much or invite them over for dinner a little too much. And I was like, okay, time to get, you know, get with the program, enjoy my own life, move in with my man, Panion, and just there you go. let them come visit. Are they all in your same area? They're still close? They all live in Jefferson, which is where I was originally okay. from. So they're about 40 minutes away. Oh, that's not too bad. I haven't no. seen my oldest since the fall. It sounds crazy, but they've been in San Francisco, and I was hoping to go out there this spring, and, of course, there was no traveling. So Yeah. yeah. We send each other pictures of our pets a lot, and we, we chat daily, but it's just not the same thing Yeah, when they're not close. So how about any health benefits that you've seen? I've had a lot of them. I guess the first one I'd like to mention is really – having a control, feeling like I'm in control again. You know, I've mentioned in the Facebook group, and I don't want to take it there too much on the podcast, but I come from a history that was quite traumatic. My formative years, so zero to five to seven or so, 
I lived in a house full of domestic violence and abuse and substance abuse. And so we lived below the poverty line. There was not a lot of food. And we had to worry about where our food was going to come from. And I think that that really played a big part in my obesity issue. I can remember sneaking food, you know, going to the cupboard and making stuff out of just peanut butter and flour. You know, me and my sister would roll it into balls and pretend it was cookies. And so when I was seven, I started to get visitation with my other biological parent, but it actually produced a second problem, which was now there was an overabundance of food. And we had lots of huge family gatherings. And me and my grandpa used to make mashed potato sandwiches, just really high carb. Right. Everybody is eating constantly. And that led me to some really poor eating habits. So one of the things I guess I learned from childhood was that I would eat my feelings. You know, where I didn't find comfort in people, I found comfort in food. And food really became one of my best friends. So I guess I would say to anybody who's in that same situation or or has some trauma in their background, just to expect some rough days. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'd created that list of things that I only do on my fasting days. And it's kind of the same list I use for coping mechanisms. You know, so instead of eating, I'm going to do this. Or instead of eating, I'm going to do that. As far as health benefits, I mean, I feel like I'm taking charge of my health. The practice of fasting has made me feel more empowered and joyful, more mindful and positive. I don't focus on negative things. I go into each fast grateful. I used to have horrific dyshydrotic eczema all over my hands, and it actually used to get really bad in the summertime when it would heat up. Yeah, I bet. I like to exercise outside, and so I'd ride my bike, and my hands would be split and tore up. That has completely healed. I do have two autoimmune conditions, psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, and those symptoms have greatly reduced. I still will get skin patches, and I suspect it might be food sensitivity, Mm -hmm. but I'm just now starting to explore that idea. I just had blood work done two days ago, and previous to this, I had blood work done twice last year. All of the inflammatory markers that they tested were really high, which is scary because inflammation is a silent killer. Mm-hmm. And so the other day I went, the inflammation is like it never existed. I love that. Every single one was like on the low range of normal. So all the inflammatory markers have corrected themselves. I healed plantar fasciitis. Actually, that was one of the first things that went away. I healed it completely within like the first month. And I had it so bad, I was considering a cane. Wow. So, Yeah. And it completely resolved. That was one of the first things to go. You hear that one all the time. And it's just remarkable because people struggle with that for so long. And then it's just, bam, clears itself up. Yes. I had spent money on the arches that you put in your shoes and all that stuff. I was about to get a cane. I mean, I would wake up in the morning and it was like my feet were two balloons, water balloons. Mm -hmm. And so that went away immediately. One of the things that was really scary about putting on the weight this third time, this third and final time was I could tell health-wise it was affecting me this time. You know when you're young and you fluctuate your weight, even if it's 50, 60 pounds, you bounce back okay. Right. This time I wasn't, and I was starting to become so exhausted, I would kind of start to doze off on the 45-minute commute home, and I'd walk in the door and make sure that my youngest son, who was the only one home at the time, make sure he knew what he was eating or whatever. And I'd just say, mom's got to go to bed. I can't, I can't stay awake another minute. And 
that has changed of course with fasting i'm back to my normal self i have boundless energy my resting heart rate has went from the high 80s to the 50s wow so that's yeah that's different that's I mean, huge yeah oh yeah one other inflammatory condition that i used to have so bad was phlebitis which is inflammation of your veins mm -hmm. and it would cause these big welts these red knots in my legs and they were so painful they'd be hot to the touch and painful i haven't had a bout of phlebitis since i started fasting maybe one right at that first month and then it was gone that's amazing yeah that's one i haven't heard before but i can understand why you know if you've got all the inflammation and your, your blood vessels are yeah i guess inflamed you know right anything can be inflamed in your body and it yes just, the way it works out that's what's just so remarkable yeah all the ways yeah, I mean, it, it, the healing that takes place in your body is astounding. Another thing I had is I have had a pedicure one time in my life and I got a toenail fungus. Uh. And, <laughs> I know. Well, I took a medic. I had to take an oral medication right. for that that's really damaging for my liver. And I took it for a year straight. And finally, my dermatologist was like, you're going to have to take a break from this medicine. This isn't good for you to continue. But it wasn't curing the fungus. No, and you know what? The second thing to go away was that nail fungus. The first thing was my plantar fasciitis. Second was the nail fungus gone. That's amazing. It, I mean, it really, really is because you're like, you know, how in the world y'all this medication did nothing and then just pausing from eating, giving yes. your body time to work on something. Yes. I also have switched my mother's ring from my ring finger to my middle finger. So my fingers have shrunk, of course. I used to have really bad sleep apnea. I'd wake up choking because I had stopped breathing. That's gone. The man panion says that I don't snore at all like I used to. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And then the other thing is really just body recomposition. You know, I, I've had the experience of losing weight before. So I know that the clothing that I'm wearing now, I used to not be able to wear till I was 170, 180 around there. And I'm still right at... I, I hit Wonderland. Woo! Awesome. Yes. I was 198.6. So I'm still, you know, a good 20 pounds higher than I would normally be in this size. Right. But the um, clothes that you were wearing before are fitting you now at a higher weight. That's We hear that all the time and it confuses people. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just saw a post this morning wanting to know why this is. Why has the scale yeah. not moved? But I can, you know, I know I'm shrinking. Right. So... I went from a really tight 2X top and a really, really tight, stretchy size 20 pants. And now I have one pair of 10 pants that I can wow. wear. Yeah, but usually I'm a 12 and I'm wearing a large top. Fabulous. Yeah, I'm only five foot four. So I went from around 280, I would say. I, th I always say my start weight was 271.7. But it was that I think that's what I weighed the day I actually started fasting. But my highest weight was 280. Okay. And I'm at 198.6 today. Awesome. There's just something about once you get out of the twos and you know that you're going to be out of them forever. Yeah. I hit Wonderland and I was kind of scared. I thought, well, now what is my goal? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd been so focused on it. Right. Yeah. Well, now your goal is just forever, just life. Yes. Freedom from food has been, or just the freedom from worrying about food, right. I should say, has I knew been amazing. Meant. I can't say enough to, you know, find that support from people. I log on to the groups every day. I'm pretty active. And just some of the stuff along the way has made me laugh. I mean, 
they're loving, supportive people. I always say our kindness breaks the internet every day. I love that. Yeah. And lots of them are like family to me. I wonder where they are if I don't see them post and, you know, just some of the things that people have said throughout the time that I've been there that make me laugh, like moderator Janine Ross. Right. What I love about her is she always says, this is not the fasting Olympics. Right. And (laughs) I cackle every time I read it. But the reason I love it is because usually it's when, you know, everybody starts to get crazy on the on the alternate day fasting posts or the mealless Monday posts. They start to go over the top and she will swoop in with that. And the whole place calms down. And I just laugh so hard. I love it. You know, that's just the, the whole, I don't know if it's America or if it's 2020 or just modern day, but we're in the, if a little bit is good, a lot is better. You know, yes. <laughs> if a 36 hour fast is good, then a 36 million hour fast. No. <laughs> no. And I'll, I mean, I, it's usually, you know, when everybody is going into that evening on Monday, you can feel it. The mood changes. People are starting to get a little anxious because they're feeling actual hunger and not sure what to do. And she will, I'll just be like, three, two, one. Here, She's going to be here any second. And she's like, don't feel like you have to do it. Don't yes. feel pressured to do it. Exactly. But it's solid advice. Yeah. You know, this is not the fasting Olympics. Your journey is going to look different from mm-hmm. mine. And that's okay. Like I said, I tried alternate day fasting twice before. My mindset wasn't right. Right. There was something wrong with it. I couldn't, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I can't wait for you to read the mindset chapter of Fast, Feast, Repeat, because I'm really proud of that one. I really think mindset is the missing link overall with fasting for a lot of the people who struggle. Yeah. Because I think of myself and my years of struggle from 2014 to 20, no, from, from 2009 to 2014. Those were the years that I struggled, 2009 to 2014, because I had found intermittent fasting, but I couldn't, couldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't make myself do it. But it was the mindset piece. Yeah. And once you get that in the right place, then you're going to succeed. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, I think I remember feeling you know, this sense of peace and calm come over me because I told you I I lost that first 50 really, really fast. And then I hit that plateau and I was just angry and wondering what I was doing wrong and trying to change all these things. And then I said, I had to have a good talk with myself and say, okay, do you know why you're worried about this? Yes, you do. It's because you're treating it like a diet that you're going to stop one day. 
And so, yeah, you're mad because you're not seeing the instant results you want to see right now. And so I had to make the conscious decision that if this was my lifestyle and this was truly what I was going to do, I needed to settle in, Mm -hmm. calm down and reframe my thoughts about what I'm doing here. And as soon as I was able to do that, this journey became a lot more peaceful. I love that. And and I wrote down those those two things that you said. You were angry and you were thinking, what am I doing wrong? Because that phrase, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. We hear so much. Someone will say, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, what am I doing wrong? And we're like, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's your body is doing things on the inside and and you're not doing anything wrong. And there may be things you need to tweak. But even yes. the things that need tweaking aren't necessarily wrong. It's just things that you need to change. And when you understand the physiology of the fasting and, and what we're trying to have our body accomplish, then you understand why a 36 to 42 hour fast is so healing. Yes. And why you don't want to fast for, you know, for a million bazillion hours either, because, you know, the you understand the sweet spot of what your body needs and what you're trying to accomplish. And that makes it so much easier than you're no longer, you know, angry. Instead, you're like, hey, body, how can I support you? Yes. So one of the things that you just said reminded me of an aha moment I had just a couple weeks ago, listening to your interview with Matt. Yeah. So he was great. And you guys were talking about, you know, he was kind of making light of the idea where, you know, right when you're about to switch to fat burning, you get this really intense hunger pang, you know, and you guys were laughing about it. And he said, you know, it's kind of like your body having that last push yelling up from down there. Hey, if you want to put something in, now is the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't really want to switch to fat burning. And I actually stopped in the center of my walk and thought, yeah, you know, I have that feeling too. But guess what? It doesn't happen till about 23 hours. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, Yep. I mean, that's just, a, it's another reason why, you know, for me and the amount of damage I've done to my body, the alternate day fasting is what's going to work for me right now. That doesn't mean forever. Right. But when I thought about that and thought, yeah, I get those same feelings, but it takes me way longer. I mean, it just kind of solidified my choice to move to ADF at this point. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it because your body needs that right now. Yeah. Have you seen that Butter Bob post that I share from time to time where he talks about our, our fasting insulin levels and how you know only half of our insulin is in response to the eating? It's just you have this level that just is always happening in your body, this insulin level. And if your insulin level is high, you're going to need more to get it down. Yes. And sometimes too, I mean, I think I was a binge eater and an emotional eater. And so for me, I took the championship last year. I'm not sure if you heard for ignoring satiety signals. And so <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. I currently hold the trophy. Oh, um, I get it. So yeah. for me, the longer fast kind of is necessary because I really can ignore satiety signals. I am a champ at that. I feel them. Appetite correction has definitely you just don't come. Listen. Yes, yes. And I mean, you know, sometimes I hear, I see people coming in new and they're like, oh, help me. I'm eating all the things. And I'm like, yeah, you are. I did it too. When I first started, it was like a smorgasbord of everything I had been denying myself for years on calorie restriction. I would tell people, you know, that all changes. Just calm down. Make sure you're fast and clean. Just remain calm. You will have control at one point. 
That's really like for your, the first two months. That's the advice we just need to give everybody. Remain calm. Yes. Just, Remain calm. Just clean fast. And if you have to just eat it all when your window opens, do it for just a little bit. It'll stop. It will stop. And a shout out to all of our UK listeners, the, the people in the UK. Y'all are just, just the most dramatic people I've ever seen in the UK because they use the word gutted. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yes. I got on the scale, it was up by a pound, and I'm gutted. I'm yes. like, gosh, that sounds really dramatic. I know. I, that phrase, it, it's not an American phrase, we don't say it. But every time I hear it, I'm like, it's not so bad. Stay calm. It'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> well, most people who've gotten to know me through the groups know that I, too, have a flair for the dramatic. At times. Dramatic, yeah. So I, I do appreciate the gutted phrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It's like, gosh, you know, I my whatever and I'm gutted I'm like oh don't be gutted it'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. they're the same people that brought us the remain calm right you know yes. remain calm and fast on that also has come out of the UK so love it <laughs> well and that's the thing about the groups there's so many countries involved there's somebody online at all times uh, absolutely yeah yep. and, and thank goodness for the moderators that live overseas because they keep it going smoothly while I'm sleeping yeah Thank goodness. That's the best. But yeah, it really is. It really is international people from all over the world. And, you know, I really do feel like even though it's big and I've been worried it would lose the sense of community, it has not. No, definitely not. We're a group of fasters from the world. So (laughs) I hope that never stops. So, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about how their tastes in food have changed over time. Has that happened for you at all? Well, yeah. I mean, as I had mentioned, I've binge ate before and I love sugar. I would consider myself a sugar addict. I think what's changed really is learning to get quiet with myself and, you know, ask myself, really, what do I need today that I don't have to eat through each emotion? You know, I would eat tons of sugar if I'm happy and tons of sugar if I'm sad and binge eat candy because I'm angry. Now I don't do that. I do gravitate towards whole foods. I like fish. I did a food sensitivity test that's kind of been shaking me up lately. So I'm trying to just ignore what I learned there and Uh and tell you what I like. Oh, yeah. I'm apparently reacting to peanut butter, milk chocolate, milk chocolate and ice cream. So I just kind of ignore that right now. You'll be ready eventually. Yeah. I mean, I do love greens. I love Brussels sprouts, asparagus. And I have noticed that I do tend to eat seasonally. Yes. Just like you had mentioned. Yeah. So we're coming into watermelon season, which I'm super excited about because I love watermelon. So we're in tomato season right now, which apparently it's mid-June here in Georgia. And apparently people don't get their tomatoes all over the country in June like we do because people are like, what? Yeah, no. Mine are, <laughs> they're just coming off the vine every day. So. No, mine are growing just now and they're probably half an inch in diameter. Wow. Mine are just now starting to really look like tomatoes well i'm gonna have to eat a tomato sandwich to open my window every day yeah darn it more power to you well you know this it's because we're in the new house our old house didn't have a really good spot for growing tomatoes so when we first moved in in like 05 06 chad tried to grow some tomatoes but they never would grow and so i have not had homegrown tomatoes from my own yard since like 06 or something. It's been a long time, so. Oh yeah, I bet it's exciting. I'm growing mine in pots right now and it is working, so. That's good, that's good. We've got like a little raised bed in this one little part of the backyard and he's got two or three plants in there that are just producing like crazy. But you're right, you know, probably 
in the winter, I wouldn't be wanting a tomato sandwich. No, yeah, probably not. And I do love, you know, a lot of hearty vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I like Brussels sprouts are a main one for me or asparagus, that kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds great. But I, that's not what would have appealed to me before. We actually went out no. to eat the other night to a place that I hadn't been in a while. But I was looking at the menu, and I remember what I had eaten last time I was there, which was several years ago. And it was the steak with this, you know, really heavy potato side dish. And I was like, that doesn't even sound good. Instead, I got ratatouille, which was like all veggies. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Amazing. Yeah, it's funny to think back. That's what I would have gotten before, and then this is what I got today. Well, and the last time I was on calorie restriction, you know, one of the things I did was I resorted to a few foods. So I lived off of egg whites and spinach and oatmeal and coffee creamer, of course. That wasn't, yeah. That's that low wasn't calorie. the low-fat variety, but yeah. But it's low-cal. <laughs> but, I mean, this time I, I tend to just listen to my body rather than focus on just, oh, I can only eat these few things because these are going to, you know, I'm going to lose weight this way. I just focus on what I want. And if I do have a celebration, I do not stress it. I go all out with the celebratory eating, and then I'm just back on track as soon as I hit start fast on my app. Love it. And you don't have any guilt. No. Uh-uh. I did do an alcohol experiment recently, which I posted in the group. You know, especially alternate day fasting, I learned that it takes me a good eight days to recover from that. Okay. I liked the experiment that I did because it really helped me ask myself whether or not that was worth it right now. Mm -hmm. I love spending time with my friends and, you know, having a few drinks and stuff. But right now I have goals that don't really need to include that if it's going to take me eight days to recoup my losses. So yeah, that's the way my body was as well. When I was really trying to lose the weight in 2015, I noticed the same exact thing. Yep. And I think now instead of worrying about worrying every day what my weight is, I do weigh daily and track the average. And as long as it's moving down, I'm fine with that. And I'm mentally, I'm in a place right now where I can run a lot of experiments on myself. I mean, we all have heard from you from the beginning. We are all an experiment of one. So I really have been using this time going into my second year of fasting to do experiments on myself and see what does work for me, what doesn't, what foods make me feel satisfied, what make me ravenous. I love it. It's different for everybody. Just today someone posted, she's like, is there a meal plan? Mm -hmm. Like there's not, there's mm -hmm. not a meal plan. You're in charge of dis discovering your meal plan. Well, and I think People go through a bit of sadness when they, you know, because they've heard from you, well, you eat whatever you want in your window and they have to come yeah. to their own and realize that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. That does not mean you can just binge in your window and you're going to. Right. And, and I did a better job of explaining that also in Fast Feast Repeat. And it's really in the phrasing, eat whatever you want contrasted with eat whatever you want. Right, right. You know, it's eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you want to eat is what you're going to eat. I'm not going to tell you what to eat because really you could eat what I eat and feel terrible. Right. Exactly. The foods that, that worked really well for me, you could eat that and gain weight, you know, and, and vice versa. So eat whatever mm -hmm. you want. Yes. <laughs> I've been pretty excited now. I've found my spark. I have brought some people to intermittent fasting. Actually, the man Panion started on New Year's Day. Love without it. He didn't tell me. And I just kind of noticed, and then I asked him, and he told me he was. He did not have weight to lose. He's like your husband. Yeah. So he's 5'11 and a half. He was, but he was pushing about 200 pounds, and honestly, it was from me wanting to eat all the time. Mm -hmm. He's lost about 20 pounds, and he's dropped down to 16% body fat. Wow. Yep, so he's feeling good. 
my biggest victory was getting my oldest son to start fasting. I had been mentioning it here and there, no pressure, just talking to him about it some. He struggled with his weight just like me, you know, since he was young. And he started March 1st and didn't tell me either. And I noticed it. When I saw him next, I was like, wow, you really look like you're losing some weight. He's down 35 pounds. Wow. And so he's been doing great. What a gift to be able to give him. Yes. And he said he's 23. Is that what you said? Yes. So he's going to have the tools to not have to. And I really think that the earlier we can get a handle on it, the, the less we have to reverse Yep. I mean, he lost that 35 pounds in the first two months really quickly. And just yeah. like me, he kind of stalled. I felt a little bad because I knew I was coming on the podcast. I asked him to weigh and he'd only lost another two pounds since the last time he weighed. And he's like, mom, he's like, it's fine. Like he goes, I literally have lost two more pounds changing nothing except yeah. when I eat. So I'm fine with it. But I just want to encourage him. I want him so, so much to see success with it. So well, it sounds like he is because that, yes. you know, that's pretty quick that he's he's done that. So I, I know that you're thrilled for that. So you've shared it all around and yes. any of your coworkers yes. doing any? I did get some of my coworkers and some of my personal friends. I, I actually looked at the group members just this morning just to see and I was a little surprised. Actually, made me a little nervous to know that so many people from my life are in the group now. There was like 16 of them, so... I remember the same thing for me when I was starting and I was using, you know, Dr. Bart Herring's Fast Five and I was in his group and I didn't know anybody in there and mm-hmm. I could just share whatever. And then all of a sudden, here's a friend, here's another friend, there's another friend. And I'm like, mm. yeah, wait, what have I done? Because now <laughs> I don't want to tell my weight. Yeah. Right. But then once that happened, then I had my own group. Then I was really saying everything. And then I'm like, all right, nothing's a secret ever again. Yeah, no, nah, I'm blessed so, to have really great friends, so I don't care. I, I don't yeah. care if they know what I weigh. And they know that when I find something that I'm super excited about, I end up shouting it to the world. Yeah. It's just the way I am. So Me too. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, there were two things from your book that I clung to in the beginning, and one of them was Saturday is not a special occasion. Mm-hmm. It happens every week. Boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> I always joke because Monday is a special occasion. So if you fall off your ADF schedule, you can always try again next Monday. But I also clung to hunger is not an emergency because I think when people binge eat or they have emotional eating problems specifically, you fear feeling hungry. What I would tell somebody myself is just to show yourself some love and grace. Don't sweat the day-to-day flubs or variances in your weight because it's what you do consistently over time that's going to really make a difference. That's what matters. You know, I'll see people come on the group and they're like, oh, I completely blew it because last night I had late night pizza and drinks with my friends. And I think, no, you've only blew it if you do that every day for the next seven months. Is that what you're going to do? No. Right. So just, you know, settle in, let it be a lifestyle and consistently do your, do your thing. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yep. Live it like it's a lifestyle. And that's really just the best advice that I have. And calm down. Yes. Remain calm. (laughs) Remain calm. Remain calm. And don't be gutted. No, no gutted. (laughs) We don't gut things. No. No. Well, Layla, thank you so much. I so enjoyed talking to you today, and I will continue to see you around the groups. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com, 
and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.